Hello, Not Your Everyday MMA fans, and welcome to episode 18 of the Not Your Everyday MMA podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex Henry, and I'm joined with Tori Habrell, and it's the first pay-per-view of the new year. I'm really excited. Quick thing, though, Tori, I noticed, obviously, we have audio-only listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we appreciate them, but in YouTube... 62.9% 62.9% of our watchers are not subscribed. That is so rude. Only 37.1%. So hit guys. that subscribe button if you're watching the video. That way, Get every time there. we post, you know. Exactly. You just move your you just move your little finger. You, you know, just move it. Hit the red button. I don't even it. know if you subscribe. At least I don't know how to check. So just subscribe. Just subscribe. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it's, it. It's worth it. I promise. Uh, yeah, for sure. Goals a thousand by the end of the year. So we shall get there. Help us get a thousand. That's the goal. A thousand on YouTube. That's hard these days. At least to me. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But anyway, Tori, let's get in to some fights. And Dana White decided, you know what? I'm gonna announce a lot of fights for no reason. Just not in. <laughs> I just want to announce a bunch of fights. I don't know why he did it, but he wanted to. And one fight that we have talked about on here probably two or three times that's never been announced, finally got announced. Rafael Vaziv taking on Justin Gaethje in London at UFC 286, March 18th. Tori, what are your initial thoughts when you hear this fight? I love this fight. I really, really love this fight. It's refreshing to see a top contender lightweight fight that isn't the same as like that that it's not two con- people that have faced each other before as like Dustin Poirier facing Justin Gaethje again facing Charles Oliveira it's not the same five guys it's Justin Gaethje facing someone different and Rafael Fiziev and we'll really really see how good Rafael Fiziev is because Justin Gaethje is no no joke at all people say he's overrated I mean I don't think he's like I don't think he's going to be champion but he definitely definitely deserves to be up there and it is going to be a brawl and I, I honestly I think that I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to go to decision like I think it's going to be go to decision just just swinging and I am so 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 excited yeah I'm very excited for this fight this is a fight you know that I've said that I wanted to see and another re- these guys have beef like obviously in UFC, you never know if the beef's real, if it's fake, how much they really care. But it seems to me they don't like each other, and they really yeah. wanted to fight each other. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm telling my grandparents about how could you watch MMA. I always say, oh, well, they respect each other. They don't want to kill each other. But every now and then, there's a couple guys that maybe want to kill each other, and that might be this fight. And yeah. what two better guys to watch fight to the death than Rafael Vazib and Justin Gaethje? Uh, that's going to be insane. I'm very excited for that whole card. There's another fight that got announced on that card that we'll talk about soon. But let's transition to March 4th, UFC 285 in Las Vegas. The Women's Flyweight Championship. Valentina Shevchenko taking on Alexa Grasso. Tori, what do you think about this fight? I like it. Um, It's fine. It's, I mean... Not thrilled. I wanted to see either a Santos rematch, her face Nunes, or even Faro. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, I don't have much to think about it. I mean, Grasso, she's a very talented, skilled fighter. She's younger, but I just, 
compared to the bullet i don't i just i think i see it kind of going the same way as all of her other fights i just really really i wanted to see santos shevchenko too just to really solidify that shevchenko one or amanda but i mean yeah it's, it's, it's a good fight it's gonna be entertaining don't get me wrong i love to see valentina fight but it's, it's not my favorite matchup that they could have done yeah, I 100% agree. And I'm not trying to sleep on Alexa. I'm not even saying that I don't think she's ready for the opportunity. Honestly, I think she yeah. earned it. She's there. But I agree. It's not really the fight I was super eager to see. I I am just excited to see Valentina Shevchenko yeah. back in but action. I was, yeah, I was wondering. I was going to make um a video about it. Like, where we hadn't really heard anything about Amanda Nunes or Valentina Shevchenko. So I was like, hmm. Like what's happening? Yeah. What's stirring up? And I was kind of I was like praying that that was like that maybe it was because then then two were gonna face each other, but maybe in the future still. Maybe. Hopefully. Yep. Never. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. We shall see. March eleventh, UFC Fight Night. We got a fight night fight, Tori. Piotr Jan taking on Marab Davalish Willie. Remember that name and how hard it was to pronounce. And oh now we could yeah. Just, now we could just say it effortlessly. Just rolls off the tongue. I think you can. I can't. I, yes, you Willie. can. Duvalish yes. Willie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Duval- Duvalish Willie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tori, give me uh, your initial thoughts on this fight. I honestly don't think it's a great comeback fight for Piotr Jan, just mm-hmm. because of how much of a trained wrestler Marab is and how much he looks for the takedown and usually succeeds. Um, Obviously not his last fight with Jose Aldo, but Jose Aldo has the highest, probably best takedown defense we have ever seen. But Piotr Jan, he is in my eyes, and or mm, I, I still think Sean. I, rewatching the fight, I think Sean beat him. But anyways, I still kind of consider him the number one contender in the division, and so it's it's going to be an entertaining fight. I mean, Piotr, he's a dog, and he, we all know what he's capable of. We all know what he can do. We all know what Marab can do. It's a kind of a style clashing fight a little bit, but Piotr does have some good wrestling too. But um, I don't know. I I think this is it's a huge risk for Piotr. I think, but yeah. Yeah, my one thing is, like, Piotr Jan is upset with the UFC. Mm-hmm. Why throw him into a fight that he's probably going to lose? And mind you, yeah. I'm a Piotr Jan fan. We know this. If you're a long listener of the channel, you know I love Piotr Jan. I love him. He's one of my favorite fighters in the UFC. But I've always said, Tori, I will always take the wrestler over the striker. usually usually i will always take the wrestler over the striker that's actually probably going to change a little bit today um but i mean marab's good marab is good i don't think i'm not saying i don't think piotr can't win uh i just don't think it was the match that i would have wanted to see the thing is that is the match for marab if marab wants Mm -hmm. to take the next step he needs to beat a piotr yawn but for piotr yawn that's not really what i wanted to see so whatever um it's it's a good it's 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 a good matchup because it really does show who's gonna shine through the more mm -hmm. but in just terms of piotr and what's been going on with him recently i just uh, don't i it's 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 a risky fight it's definitely definitely a risky fight but he's he's a good guy i mean a good guy he's a tough guy so he can handle it for sure the rematch tory the the trilogy leon edwards kamaru usman ufc 286 another fight on the splendid card march 18th what do you think? We all kind of knew it was going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, talk about, I just, well, that was a lot. Anyways, talk about the next upcoming pay-per-views, like the next month of pay-per-views we have. It's, I mean, the next couple months, it's insane. We have Volk versus Islam, 
blank, 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 which we're going to talk about. And then Leon versus Usman. It's crazy. I am so The same night as Gaethje and Fazeev. Same night. Oh, it's going to be in London. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Crazy. And at the O2. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so excited. excited. March cannot come any faster. No, it cannot. And my birthday's in March, so it's a good birthday month for me. For MMA fans and for me. Yeah. Uh, very excited for this fight, though, Tori. I mean, I, you want to know the crazy thing? Hmm. You asked me a week after the fight. I say, Kamaru Usman probably gets him next time. He probably gets him. Because, you know, he, he had he had the humble experience. And usually the fighter comes back strong from the humble experience. Now I'm looking at it, you know, a few months afterwards, I think it's going to be a lot closer fight than I think it is. I truly do. I do. I do think it'll be a lot closer. That's not a pick giveaway yet because I don't even have my pick. I'm just saying I am not as confident as in Kamara Usman as I once was. But Tori, the fight that people are probably waiting for us to talk about, I've been... I've been edging them. They didn't know. They didn't know when I was going to talk about it. Cyril gone. And March 4th, UFC 285 in Las Vegas will fight for the vacant heavyweight championship against John Jones. I was about to do a drum roll. Wait, one more time. John Jones. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> John Jones. The goat is back. The goat is back. He is back and he looks pudgy. I'm just kidding. He just looks huge. If you've seen Henry Cejudo's video, I don't know if you've watched the um his YouTube video with Train with John Jones, but this man in his face, you can see this. He is so, so big right now. It is crazy. Yeah. It's uh it's crazy. So Francis Naganu is obviously gone. He did not want this fight. Well, it's a lot of drama. Apparently, you did want the fight. But he wanted health care. He wanted other things. He didn't want the most money ever given to a heavyweight fight in the history of UFC. And now he's gone. And there are a lot of rumors. He might go box. He might go to the PFL, which we're familiar with. Um, I don't know. I don't know where Francis goes. I thought I'd be sad, more sad about it. But honestly, like, if I look at it from a trade standpoint... John Jones, Francis Ngannou. I, I kind of don't mind. I mean, I'm getting John yeah. Jones back. Stipe's probably going to fight John Jones, and that's like a dream match. That's a match you make in UFC, the video game, and that's probably going to happen in real life now. So, like, yeah. I, I mean, John Jones on an eight year contract or an eight fight contract versus. Can you imagine eight years? <laughs> It probably will take it probably will take eight years for him probably. to finish that contract, actually, yeah. Tori, if he yeah. even finishes the contract. Um, I'm just excited. I'm very excited. I'm excited because I actually wanted to see this fight more than I wanted to see the Francis fight. Mm. Just because I didn't see I don't I didn't I I didn't think he was as close of a fight with Francis because of just how much in my mind Francis is just another being he's just so powerful and i just i don't know i just think that power is something else and so mm-hmm. i don't know i would have had more francis winning but this one i think is very close and i'm really really excited because i'm a fan of Cyril god and i think he's really really entertaining and i'm excited i know i i just know i know it's gonna be a heavyweight banger like it's, it's and they're the most fit heavyweights like ever they're just mm-hmm. huge these men just are look 
insane. And so it's going to be crazy. And I'm very, very excited. Yeah. And like the thing is, if John Jones wins all eight fights, he would be, I think, 34 and one with like 22 title defenses. People would still people would still say Khabib is better than Tori. That's yeah. that's that's the worst yeah, thing. That's, I know. I know. That, that's yeah. the worst part. John Jones oh. could win eight fights in all the be title defenses, and people would still think Khabib's better. But undefeated. Oh, he's he's only lost two rounds in his career. Woo. Hey, whatever. Sorry, guys. <laughs> people he, have their opinions. Hey, Khabib fans, be mad. Be mad. He's in my top five, though. He's not in Tori's top five, so. <laughs> I, I, get, I get attacked so much. It's, yeah. It's, yeah um, it's, they're, they're, well, they're sensitive, but it's okay. It's okay. It's whatever. Tori, you already talked about this pay-per-view. Yes. I do I, I, I do want to shout out my boy Terrence McKenney. He is fighting on the early prelims. Why? Couldn't tell you, but he is fighting on the early prelims, so shout out Terrence McKenney. I actually do have a good little um transition because Terrence McKenney is fighting Ismail Bonfirm is it, or is it Bonfim? Bonfim, um, and his brother Gabriel ah. is the first fight of the prelims. They're crazy. They're they crazy. are insane. Yeah. Yes, they are. They are. And then versus Munir Lazes, and so. Bonfim is 13 and 0. He is undefeated. He's 3 0 with knockouts, 10 0 with submissions, and 5 and 0 in his last fight. His last fight was a win on Dana White's contender series. So this is going to be his UFC debut. As I mentioned before, his brother is fighting Terrence McKinney. He is the younger fighter between the two. He's a good striker with boxing like style. He is fast and he has really good timing. He's very precise with his shots. He has solid footwork. He has a very sharp jab. And he does have the reach advantage, and so he uses he usually does use his length to his advantage. He has pretty good timing with takedowns, good technical grappling, and whenever the fight hits the mat, he is always automatically kind of looking for that submission. And then you have Monir Lazez, who is 11-2-0, 8-1 with knockouts, no submissions, and has never been submitted. 4-1 in his last five fights. His last fight, he was... A win by unanimous decision against Lusa. He is very skilled. He's a very skilled striker with a good amount of power. Um, he's a good counter striker as well. Last fight really showed his stand-up skills because it was a very, very tough brawl. It was a skilled striker against a skilled striker. He does have a pretty good fight IQ and he throws solid, solid combinations. Very technical, doesn't do great in brawls. Like last fight, he won, but he didn't look his best he's best when it's a technical kind of point fight he's very active throughout the fight he's a high volume striker does not do great in clinch kind of gets stiff um stays on the outside of the octagon stays out of range solid footwork he does have a 71 percent takedown defense which is pretty good considering his opponent will most likely be trying to get him to the floor and then he is pretty much overall well-rounded a well-rounded fighter and this fight was hard because they are some not similar just it's just it's it's iffy like it's it's iffy I have my I always have my decision here but as I talk about it out loud I I don't know so for right now I think I'm gonna go with I think I'm thinking I'm gonna go with Gabriel and I I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with submission in the third round just because I think Azez is gonna wear out a little bit one from him he's 
undefeated. He's hungry and it's his debut. And I think he's going to want to make a show. And that's right yeah i mean that was a great breakdown there's not much i can even add to that that was was good that was great that was great because honestly i agree the the bond finn brothers are quite scary i wouldn't want to mess with either of them Uh, a bomb flu choke is how uh gabriel won his contender series fight if you don't know what a bond flu choke is because it's a little more rare in the mma world he essentially submitted his opponent but not with you know, not with a guillotine, not with a, not a lock. He quite literally choked him out with his shoulder so far into his neck. That's pretty aggressive. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty rough. Fun. And you know, the von Fleur choke can be done a couple different ways too. But that's that's the main way you're going to see that uh, submission, and it's it's rare and it's crazy. And he's he's good and. I know you said uh, Manier had never been submitted in his career. However, I do agree with you, Tori, and I think this is the night that he probably gets submitted and he probably takes his first L. You got a guy making his UFC debut in his home country. Yeah. I mean, versus a guy who, you know, he he's kind of inconsistent in the UFC. Yeah. G- give, give me Gabriel. Give me Gabriel. Gabriel, yeah. It's gonna be a good fight. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the fight um before too with Terrence McKinney and his brother. But also the way his brother does, I'm pointing, I don't know why I've been pointing this pen, but <laughs> I am right now because I want to get my point across. It maybe also it could have um it depends on how his brother does, because what if his brother does bad? There you go. See, it you get your you get your point across. What if his brother does bad and it affects his performance? It's a great point. It could. it could. I mean, there's a lot of good, really. Obviously, on our, our pay-per-view cards, we talk about the prelims in the main card, but there's a lot of good uh, prelim fights. We, you got Cody Stayman, a uh, guy I'm a big fan of. You have Terrence McKenney. You have J- uh, Jolton Almeida. So there's some there's some solid names even on the early prelims. So they really, uh, they're giving us a good card for yeah. sure. And there's a lot to be said that, you know, if his brother loses, which – is a possibility. I think Terrence McKenney was the favorite. Now he's the underdog, even though. So it'll be interesting. Um, we'll see. Which that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, considering. Yeah, 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 that's weird to me. Anyways, moving on. Next fight. Wait. Oh, here we go. Next fight is a lightweight bout between Diego Moises and. Forgive me for this pronunciation. Melquizil, Melquizil, Costa, Costa and Moises. There we go. I like you have it. Moises, who is 16, 6 and 0, 3 month knockout, 7 1 submissions, and 3 and 2 in his last five fights. His last fight, he had a win by a round one submission against Giagos. And the previous fight to that, I believe, was the Islam fight, but I could definitely be wrong. But he did fight Islam and he actually did not too bad of a job considering most people that fight islam mm-hmm. he is a technical striker with solid wrestling he is pretty good or i mean not pretty good for the other line great brazilian jiu-jitsu if he can get the fight straight to the floor he's going to have a much better shot um he is definitely the better grappler between the two he is a very good slick submission arm art artist he looked really good in his last fight and throughout each fight he is improving because he is only i think 27 or 26 but he almost feels like like he's been fighting for ever 
And then you have Acosta, who's 19, 5 and 0. Oh, by the way, Acosta did take this fight on short notice. Tiago Moises was supposed to be fighting. Oh, wait, no, that was the next. No, I was about to say that was the next fight. Anyways, um, seven month knockout, six months submissions, four and one last five fights. This is his UFC debut. Very well rounded fighter, good striking, solid grappling, um, persistent with his takedown attempts. Does have power behind his strikes, and he does throw some good combinations. I don't have too much on Costa because it was very, it was kind of last minute, and so I'm gonna go with Costa. I mean, not Costa, Moises. I'm gonna go with Moises. <laughs> there we go. Um, he's, he's improving every fight and if he can, if he can get it right to the floor and if he just like last fight, he didn't really throw any shots. He just kind of went for it. I think he can get to the ground and submit him in the first round or finish it in the first round in some way. Mm. Tori, you put two Brazilian fighters against each other and one's a striker and one's a jiu-jitsu guy. Which one am I going to take? The Brazilian, Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu guy, right? Yeah. I, that's just kind of how I think about it. And, I mean, Tiago definitely can strike, too. He He's not a bad striker. So, even when he does kind of have to strike with Costa, because that's his main concern, I think he'll be able to hold his own. I mean, we're talking about a guy who trains an American top team, Tori. Um, he's training with elite-level strikers, but he has a Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. I mean, the 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 – the ceiling's the limit. I don't know the term I'm yeah. trying to say, but the you, sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. I think right. the ceiling is an actual limit. Like, it's like yeah, yeah, no, the ceiling's quite literally <laughs> the limit. <laughs> the sky is the limit for uh, uh, Tiago, and I think I think he does get it done here. Um, he does, you know, have the loss to Islam, hard fight. Uh, the loss to uh, Alvarez. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be a good fight. It's going to be a close fight, but I do think that I'm going to take uh, Tiago, and I'll probably take it by submission as well. Hey. So, on to the next fight. I got Gregory Rodriguez taking on Bruno Fieda. Um, Gregory, really good striker with a 100% takedown defense. Does it sound like somebody else we've talked about before? Jose Aldo. I mean... Dude is just a really, really good striker that doesn't get taken down. The only difference is he likes to brawl with you. So he's not necessarily he'll he'll be content sometimes in his brawling, but for the most part, he likes to brawl. So it's uh it's really, really good uh style. Looking at Bruno, super fast, really strong. And that's not something you say too often. Usually the stronger you are, the slower you are faster you are the weaker you are no he's he's very light on his feet and he still has a lot of power behind his punches he's nine and oh finishes everybody everybody he fights he yeah. finishes um gregory rodriguez this guy he just fought like five four months ago not that long ago and that's when people found out who he was and there's a reason because of that because he wasn't much of an anybody he was a nobody but in that fight, he became a somebody because his face with a hole in his head came off. His whole yeah, it was disgusting. If I would say look it up if you've had haven't seen it, but I'm not going to. Oh, I haven't saved it. I haven't saved it on my Instagram. You can see the vein. You yeah. can see the vein. I watched so many of the close-ups because I I followed the surgeon like that did it, mm-hmm. and then I watched the video of them like stitching it. 
so gross literally so gross but i couldn't put my phone down you could see the vein like you could see the moving vein i'll send it to you after yeah yeah Yeah, you you can yeah maybe you hopefully you'll forget but if you send it i'll watch it (laughs) i'm writing down actually right now i'm gonna send down video but it it was nasty right so like i first off i think bruno's good i think bruno's good sure is he making his ufc debut yes nine and oh okay not a lot of fights i get that i get it but this guy, Gregory, I don't know how training went for him. Was he allowed to train? Because could he even sweat? Was he allowed to sweat? Was he allowed to get hit in the head? How has he been able to train? It's only been four months. I don't even know how he's allowed to fight. And like I said, I think he's overrated. He wasn't a good fighter. Sure, he he likes to brawl. He likes to brawl. And that helps a lot of people. But brawling is not fundamental striking, right? And the 100% takedown... Defense helps him, but not in this fight because Bruno really doesn't want to wrestle. He wants to hit you, and he's really strong, and he's really fast, like I said. So I am going to take Bruno Fieta here. Um, Yeah, I mean, call me crazy, but that's what I'm going with, Tori. Who do you got? I'm not not necessarily going to disagree with you on – this one because you did make some good points um about the head (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah i mean about the head think about it if he gets hit in that spot i mean look at nate diaz you hit him once in bloodbath Mm. if he gets hit in that spot bloodbath like that thing is opening back up and it's gonna be flopping around okay it's a piece of skin that vein is gonna pop out like if he gets hit, (laughs) you never know i'm just saying when these scars on your face they open up really really quickly but um, he he is, he is. Rodriguez is an eight-time national Brazilian BJJ champion, hmm. which is pretty. It's kind of yeah, yeah. So he has good he has a good ground game. Actually, let me. No, yeah, never mind. Anyways, you know, right? Sorry. Continuing on with my breakdown, but doesn't use his jujitsu at all doesn't use it right yeah anytime national brazilian champion doesn't use it just doesn't use it ne- no doesn't. always wants right. to stand i have that underlined doesn't use bjj always wants to stand and strike correct and brawl overall he is the more skilled wrestler but there like you said there isn't going to be much wrestling he does 50 percent takedown rate so and then he i have it in a question mark too healed from the last fight because you kind of said without like just is is he healed we don't we don't know. There's no way. It wasn't even that long ago. It almost reminds me of Tai Tuivasa fighting Sarah Gone and then taking this sure. like right now. It's just it's a lot. And then you have Bruno. This is a short notice fight for him. All of his wins are by finish. He has good striking. He's always moving in and out. He bounces around the cage, works out of range, so it's gonna be harder for Gregory to brawl with him because he is always kind of moving around. And um he just throws a variety of kicks, he has powerful punches, and he has good control on mount and solid ground and bound but i <laughs> for this fight you kind of opened my eyes a little bit about just the head even though i had it here just like talking about it i think i'm gonna go bruno too and i think i'm gonna go by finish i'm gonna go by second underdogs, round underdogs i love picking underdogs it's so fun because when you're right you sound really smart and if you're wrong oh you just pick the underdog i mean of course you were yeah. going to be wrong That's yeah why i like i do like exactly. picking the underdog and hey, listen, I don't just pick the underdog to pick the underdog either. I had a reason. Okay, I had a good reason. So that's why. That's why I picked the underdog here. 
Um, on the next fight, Tori, Mauricio, Shogun, Rua, taking on Eeyore Potira. Hope I said that right. I I don't know if I did. Um, look, Shogun Rua, legend. UFC veteran, legend. He's been quite literally fighting pro two years before I was born. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's crazy. Um, when he was in his, like, his prime of his career, I, I have an autographed card. His an autographed really? Shogun Rua card. I do, I do. But when he was in his prime, he was so violent. That's that's the one thing yeah. I've noticed from his fights. And it, that really hasn't changed. The only thing is, he's gotten a little older. Sure, he has some old man strength now. Old man strength is huge. That's huge on his side. He still is a pretty good wrestler. He can take you down. He's got good wrestling. Um, Eeyore, good striker, good accuracy, but not the best defensive fighter. Um, He doesn't deal with counter-striking well. He doesn't deal with any striking well, for that matter. Yeah. Um, Nothing well. Look, I know Shogun. How old is Shogun? I know you got it. 43? Actually, Shogun, oh, I don't have a world. Let me look. I'm actually, because I'm very curious. I actually was, I just have old age. Why yeah. Tori pulls that up? He's old. He is very Four. old. 41. 41. Wilder's older. Yeah, 41 years old. Fighting, fighting at home. Crazy. Still, I think he's got that killer in him. Yeah. I'm going to take him here, and I think this will be his retirement fight. And he finishes him, and he walks off into the sunset like a movie. I know that probably sounds crazy, and this isn't as good of a reason as my last underdog pick where I just, you know, actually, you know, his whole face might come off mid-fight. Um, this is more based on emotion. But look, Shogun Ru is still in the UFC, and look at the main event of the fight of, tonight, of UFC 283. Glover is two years older, and mind you, nobody talks about that they're worried about his cardio or that they're worried about his strength. Nobody does. Nobody worries about mm-hmm. that for Glover. He's 43. So, I mean, yes, most older fighters are pretty bad the older they get, but I just think, I don't know. I got a feeling. I'm going with Spark. Him. I'm going with him. Call me crazy. Once again. I know I agree like I literally agree yeah. I have it written down here is I chose Shogun too because I mean I love it he's in his hometown it's his last walk out to the octagon exactly. in Brazil screaming Shogun 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 getting hyped up and he's fighting a guy that is just not that great yeah and like I, I mean, said he's he in the doesn't UFC. have he doesn't have any defense so like no and what I Honest to God, what I think Shogun should do is use his grappling right away. Yeah, I think he right? should go for the grappling because um, Eeyore has a 30. Oh, that's a takedown. He just not, not, no wrestling, literally no wrestling and not great cardio. And when he does strike, it's kind of loose and he just keeps his hands low and he doesn't have a lot of power. So I don't see him finishing Rua in any way or Shogun in any way. Um, Shogun is going to be a lot slower, He but he can wrestle. When he was in the, when he was in his prime, one of the most exciting people ever. He's probably one of the most exciting fighters we've ever seen in MMA history. He was the last man to hold the belt before John Jones. Think about that. Crazy. And look at him now. That is and look crazy. at John Jones now. It great crazy. 
should use grappling. That's all I can say is very much should use grappling because that's how he's going to get the quickest finish, I believe. Just almost Hamza, Kevin Holland, just go. Just mm-hmm. go. Just just take it to the floor. But um, I'm rooting for Shogun. I'm rooting for him. And I, I think I think he can get it done. I think if, the, if there was a fight to get the to get it done, I think this is the fight. So Yeah. Shogun. Let's go Shogun. Let's go Shogun. Shogun. Tori, there we go. Bring us into the main card. I I love the prelim fights. I loved even some of the early prelim fights. But I want to know some main card fights. I am actually very excited for this fight. It's a light heavyweight bout between Paul Craig and Johnny Walker. I'm a fan of Paul Craig. He's, he's a very entertaining fighter to watch. Anyways, you have Craig, who is 16, 5, and 1, 3, and 3 with knockouts, 13, and 1 with submissions, 4, and 1 in his last five fights. His last fight, he had a loss to Ozdemir by unanimous decision in July. I think, I believe it was at UFC London. He does have that weird win over Jamal Hill. I don't know if you remember. It was when Izzy fought Vittori for the second time, where Jamal Hill, like, snaps his arm. Mm-hmm. Snaps his arm. Yep. Yeah. So it was kind of a weird one. But anyways. Specialized in the in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's him. If you know Paul Craig, you know he is a ground person. Like when the seconds get taken to the floor, he pulls out the slickest submissions and he is always looking for it, the fight to go to the floor. He has improved striking. It can be a little bit careless. He does throw a variety of good kicks. He's very good, the very, very good on his back. And when he is in guard, he throws solid combinations, tends to drop his hands when he is standing, can fatigue a little bit. But if the fight goes to the floor, it's I, but mm, you never know because Johnny Walker, 19, seven and no 15 and four with knockouts, three and one submissions, three and two in last five fights. And this fight is going to depend on what Johnny Walker we get because we don't know. We were talking about this when he fought in um, Kutalaba and we were just saying how he looked kind of hesitant in his past couple of fights, how he was such a good prospect coming up. Then he just kind of fell off after those, um, after the Hill and the Santos knockouts, but he's big and strong. He has looked, like I said previously, very hesitant in his past couple of fights, but he does have those cool little jumping knees <laughs> when he just goes for it. Um, mm-hmm. He has good head kicks, um, good head kicks. He His grappling has definitely improved. He has solid, solid pow- um, power. Previously, before those knockouts, when he was considered a contender, he was crazy in the octagon. He was fun. He would just go for it, and he was constantly moving forward. But now he is just – he's just not the same. He changed camps, and he's not the same. Inconsistent and – you just, yeah, if, if it's the old crazy walker, then I said, I said in words, if it is the old crazy walker, then him by KO. And that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know which one I'm going to get. But if not, I'm going to take Paul. I, I think Paul Craig actually, no. Because Paul Craig last time was chasing that submission too, too much and lost the fight because he's just, that's constantly trying to take it to the floor. So I'm going to let you talk and I'm, then I'm going to say what I think is going to happen afterwards because i'm not unsure right now that's so kind um well i mean paul craig beat magomed on that's yeah. something that's crazy did he do yeah. it with one second left in the fight yeah was he losing pretty much the whole fight also yeah yeah but he did it big deal yeah. Yeah. um i love that you gave him some credit striking you said he's not the best but he's improved and yeah. i agree and mind you I know you said you're a Paul Craig fan. I'm not the biggest Paul Craig fan. But do understand, I'm an analyst. And I will not be an MMA media member who hates on the grappling of Paul Craig. You got to understand that, you know, he only absorbs 2.79 strikes per minute. 
and his takedown accuracy is 20%, which means, yes, he's great when he's on the ground, but 80% of the time he's usually not on the ground, Yeah, which means he's on his feet, and he Searching only absorbs 2.79 strikes per minute. That's pretty low. So that must mean his striking's average. And what, what I've said um, this week is I said his striking isn't great, but just because it isn't great does not mean that it's bad. I do not think his striking's bad by yeah. any means. I don't think it's good. It's just very mid, very mid. Um, Johnny Walker, on the other hand, is a great striker. Very diverse, good speed, good power. I think he's on the comeback of his career. You know, you kind of talked about how he had a lot of losses. He didn't look the same. Last time we talked about him, I said he was in the battle. Uh, Ian Kutalaba, is that who he fought? And it was the battle of the... In, yeah. And it was the battle of the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Yeah. He won. He won the battle of the woulda, coulda, shouldas. So now, yeah. technically speaking, with my logic, he should be there. And he has a huge reach advantage, which I think will help him defend those takedowns. And... I, you know, I talked about how Craig doesn't get enough credit on his feet, but he he's not going to be able to strike with Johnny Walker. I'll tell you that right now. If Johnny Walker's yeah. on his game no. like he has been, he won't be able to strike with him. And I think that is what will happen. So I'm going to go with Johnny Walker. Earlier in the week, I was much more confident with Johnny Walker. The more the week's gone on, I've kind of leaned more towards Paul Craig. But I'm going Johnny Walker, Tori. Who do you got? Who, did that did that help you at all? Probably not. It did. No, it it definitely did. Just because I'm remembering the Vulcan um Ozemir fight and it was just constant. Paul Craig was constantly, constantly, constantly shooting and just looking for that takedown. He just could not get it. And then he was constantly looking for submissions and trying to get Ozemir to follow him to the ground. And he just simply wouldn't. And I don't think Walker's gonna be dumb enough to fall into that trap and to go to the ground with Paul Craig. Mm. So I am going to choose if old walker oh old walker you better come out you better come out strong and swinging and banging because i'll choose walker and yeah i'm gonna choose i'm we're agreeing a lot i'm agreeing with you just because just that's why i was kind of facing out i was thinking back at that fight and it's just paul craig if he gets it to the ground then i'll go but for right now i'm gonna go walker and i'm gonna go i think i don't know if he's gonna finish him i'm yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to finish him because because Paul Craig's pretty tough. He has a pretty tough mm-hmm. chin, so. He's tough. I'm going to go with Johnny Walker, and I'm going to go by decision. There we go. We both yeah. agree. We haven't disagreed yet. I have a feeling we'll probably agree on this next fight um, as well. Lauren Murphy taking on Jessica Andrade. Not Andrade. Every time I hear it, I just, it's not Andrade. I just, look, I'm not the best at pronouncing names, so I'm not one to talk. But it's Jesse Andrade. So, anyway, um, very very good, um, striker. Six point one, six point sixteen strikes landed per minute. He has a great jab, probably one of the strongest jabs in the women's division. She uses that jab and then set, sets up a big cross or a big hook. And um, not only that, but she's also good at getting takedowns. She gets like a high crotch, so it's like she'll shoot in on a single. She'll just lift you up and boom, slam you. And it's awesome. That was that was my move back in the seventh grade. Pretty sure she probably got it from me. Uh, and it's not been around for 300 years. Uh, it averages 2.85 takedowns a fight. Um, the one thing that I don't like with her, and it might be a big deal in this fight, is that she isn't the best at defending the counter strike either. Because she's bully. She's bully fighter. Yeah. And, you know, when 
she's bully fighting, and then the fighter just fights back. She's not always the best at defending that. Uh, Lauren Murphy, another strong striker, throws a lot, but I'm going to say something. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion. I don't think Lauren Murphy's good. I genuinely don't think she's that good. I've talked she's about the, the title. I've talked about the dog before, Tori. Yeah. And um Lauren Murphy has that dog in her. A hundred percent has that dog in her. She'll fight and she'll fight. She won't give up. My thing with Lauren Murphy, though, is that is her her plan. Her plan is that regardless of how good an MMA fighter I am. I'm going to come in there with that dog in me and it's going to be enough for me to beat you. And I don't like that. Lauren Murphy is almost 40 years old. Jessica is 31. Jessica has 11 more pro fights than Lauren Murphy. So not only is Jessica younger, but she has 10 plus more pro fights than um, Lauren does. That's crazy actually. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren Murphy Another thing is she'll kind of dip a lot and she'll leave her head down. And I that just worries me a lot versus a stronger, younger, more experienced fighter. I'm going Jessica Andrade, first round knockout, Tori. Wow. You know, Murphy yep. hasn't been finished by anyone other than Valentina. That is true. And you, you think it's just going to be Jessica? I know. I look, I know she's tough. I'm get, That's the only credit I'll give her is that she's yeah. tough. But yeah. I do think Jessica gets her. Yeah, first round. First round. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, she, Lauren Murphy, the the thing, I mean, great, great breakdown. Like you kind of like same sort of stuff. I have a little bit of a different opinion on Lauren Murphy. Um, she's Most big. Most do. And I'm she's, pretty uh, hard she's, on her. Well, yeah, she, she's, she's big, dude. She's huge. Mm-hmm. She's really big. And she has a four inch advantage in height and a five inch five inch reach advantage that is crazy that's big i mean i i just i really think the biggest her biggest advantage is going to be how big she is that's yeah that's Mm -hmm. kind of it for some reason when i said when i said um five inch reach advantage i fully just thought about like five feet reach advantage like my brain just went to her (laughs) arms being like she can stand in her corner and not move and fight her her head and just because like running like at her like that i don't know why my brain just pictured that when i said that anyways i know moving on um she doesn't have great striking defense but she does have a really good um powerful jab she can mix in her wrestling and bjj well but doesn't really use it that often and she has a good double leg if you um if you watch a fight with tate misha tate boxing like stand-up i mean there's not much to say about Laura murphy everyone i mean she's you know she's in the, like yeah she's Laura murphy right. and then there's you have not jessica, much to say about her <laughs> jessica and draw the like she's awesome there's she's a girl amazing. i love her she's so 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 cool i wish the zang fight and her fight lasted longer because i want to see that fight again like i wish she was just a little bit more durable or just like maybe stayed in there for a little longer so we could see that fight like mm-hmm. once again anyways um great punching power she has really good counters she does really she does good when she traps her opponents against the cage um she's when she gets the fight to the ground she's very very good at top position she's a black belt brazilian jiu-jitsu she has a ground advantage and she needs to use those body shots to kind of weaken murphy and kind of get her to the whoop to the floor she is an aggressive striker who is constantly constantly looking to kill her opponents Mm. um she scored 
she like as we said my submission of the year the first ever standing triangle against amanda lemos that is crazy crazy, crazy. it is and i mean she needs to work on not gassing out and just kind of finding her pace within the fight. I mean, if she doesn't want to knock her out in the first round, then I mean, go go out. But I'm just saying if she really wants to decisively win this fight, I think she needs to pace herself. Because mm-hmm. Lauren Murphy is very tough and she is very big. And so I don't know how it's going to play out. But if I'm just looking at it, I'm going to go with, I'm going with Jessica. I don't, it's just the biggest thing for me that kind of tripped me up about this fight is the size difference because it is so massive and because Lauren is really big. Yeah. So do, 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 I I have Jessica. I'm it's almost like I'm rooting for Jessica and I I'm not a really big fan of Warren Murphy either. That was actually one of my first videos on my TikTok because I was like, oh, Warren Murphy. But I agree. Yeah, she's she's fine. But it's just hard because she's just so big. So I'm confused as if Jessica can get it the finish because of how big, but you know, I'm gonna go Jessica and I I'll I'll say by I'll say by submission. I'll go. I'll go by round two submission. That's solid, actually. Yeah, that's solid. Sorry, that was a lot of talking. Just this fight. It's. I'm actually. I'm very, very. This main card is very good. I'm excited. It's for so this good, fight. isn't it? I, so good. I didn't even really know about this fight. Like, fully didn't do full research on it. Like about this fight until like two weeks ago. I was like, oh, dang, that's that's a good fight. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I'm excited. The whole card's actually really good. I'm still it like is. sleeping on it, even talking about it. But like when you really think about it. It's a good card, like top to bottom, top to bottom. Yeah, good card, very Jessica, good card. I mean, this one, this Jessica Andrade versus Lauren Murphy. This could be, this could fully be like a co-main event. Like this is, yeah. they're both very famous. Yeah, and it was yeah, they're very big. Popular. This is a very, and that's a female fight I wanted to see too. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, you got Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny. Yep, I do. Next welterweight, we have. Dorino Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. I'm so, so, so excited to see Burns back in the octagon because I forget how much I love him until I see him do media. I he's, <laughs> I love him. Anyways, Burns 20, um, 25 and 0, 6 and 2 knockouts, 8 and 0 submissions, 3 and 2 in his last five fights. His last fight, we all know, had that war with um, Hamza Chemaev, whose name does not start with a Z. If you saw that video, that was my bad, guys. Don't know why I said that ignore it anyways he has amazing bjj but lately we've rarely seen him use it other than the fight against wonder boy he does have the major advantage on the floor he has improved powerful striking he has a kickboxing style a solid jab and right cross and his way i don't really think i need to go too much into gilbert burns because if you're a fan of the sport you know gilbert burns and you know how he fights he needs to pressure magni and i i think he needs to kind of shock magni and i think he can and then you have Magni, 27, 10, and 0, 7 and 3 with knockouts, 4 and 5 submissions, and 3 and 2 in his last five fights. And it, it, is it Magni who has the most wins in welterweight history? Yes. And it, he just, yeah, he fought, he just got the submission against D-Rod, right? He's yeah. got the most. No big yeah. deal. No big deal, but it's pretty awesome. But um, he's a well-rounded fighter. He can be kind of predictable in his fights. He is a pressure fighter. He pushes opponents to the cage. He has a very long figure, which can kind of get hard for him sometimes. He likes to control the fight at a distance. And when the distance is closed, he looks, um, why can't my words? Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, when distance is closed, he is always looking to get the opponents in a body lock and trip them to take mm-hmm. them down to the ground and simply just doesn't have a lot of power. Overall, 
I'm going to be blunt. I think Gilbert Burns has the advantage on a lot of areas here. And I am picking Gilbert Burns to win. And I am going to pick him. And I he said he wants to return to his jujitsu. And he said he's been training a lot for his wrestling. If you watch the media after the Hamzat fight, he said he's been mm-hmm. training wrestling a lot more in this camp. He said previously he was working a lot on striking. Now he's gone back to his wrestling jujitsu roots. So I'm going to go Gilbert Burns by submission. And I'm saying that pretty confidently because Gilbert Burns is an isn't he a national champion in BJJ or world champion and we never see it and he's yeah. awesome and he said he's been working on it so I'm gonna go Burns. Yeah, that that was a really good breakdown, Tori. You know, like I said uh, about Jessica, I could say the same thing for Neil Magny. He's the younger fighter and has more pro fights in his career. Uh, I appreciate that you didn't diss Neil Magny because while I don't want to hear anymore and i know i'll hear it a lot more is that neil magny's bad he's not bad he's pretty good did he jump a little too high in the rankings maybe am i saying what was he at now is he i i think he might have made top 10 i'm not positive you can fact check me yeah Um, oh sorry i'm just looking but um yeah i mean neil magny i'm not saying he's a contender Gilbert Burns is arguably a contender. I'm not saying that about Neil Magny. What I am saying is what he's good at, he's really good at, and that's striking. He's not powerful, like you said, Tori. He's not the strongest, but he is really, really good at striking, and he isn't bad on the ground either. He's not awful at BJJ, mm-hmm. um, but Gilbert is better on the ground. Gilbert is stronger. Gilbert is not the better striker, but he's stronger, more powerful, and they're about both the same in terms of speed when it comes to striking. Uh, I think, I think Gilbert um, probably has a better cardio. Probably. I think he has reach advantage as well. Um, and I think he gets a solid win here. Um, I, you know, I, I, I do, I, I tend to have this um thing where I'll like, I'll hype up a fighter and then I pick the other one. I only do that because like, there's so many disrespectful people in the MMA yeah. prediction breakdown world. And I'm tired of seeing that because Neil Magny is not a bad fighter at no. all. And I understand that Gilbert Burns will probably win this fight. Yes, but I'm not saying I don't think it's going to be super easy. And Troy, I like what you said about by submission. Uh, I think he wins it by decision, but I will not be surprised if he gets a submission win. Yeah. Did, did you figure out where he's ranked? Um, I My computer was loading right now because a video started to play, and then that was scary. And so now I'm looking. Hold on. Almost there. Rankings. He is... Yes, Neil Magny is number 12. Number 12. And people are so mad that Neil Magny, the guy with the most wins in the entire weight class's history, is 13th. Dear Lord. You want to know what I'm mad about? What? Below Muhammad being above Gilbert Burns in the rankings. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. That is I'm interesting. I'm not happy about that. That is interesting. That. Yeah. But we're, ta- we're both taking Gilbert here? We are both taking Gilbert here. Okay, cool. On to the co-main event, Tori. And let me tell you, this was the hardest fight for me to pick on the entire card. And still, and still, and tomorrow... And into Saturday will be a coin flip in my head. I I cannot pick. I do have a pick, but I am not confident 
in my pick whatsoever. Thing thing with me is usually I'll make a pick, and even if I'm not confident in it, by the time I do the podcast and I think about it on Saturday, I fully convinced myself that that fighter is going to win, and I'm super confident. That will not happen with this fight at all. That that's not. I'm not going to convince myself that who I have winning will win. With all that being said, this is the quadrilogy of Davidson Figueroa and Brandon Moreno. How is yeah. this not a main event? How is it not a main event? Yeah, isn't that interesting? I don't like it. I, it definitely it should. Their be. only it fight that be. was a main event was their first one, I think. Yeah, I think every other one. No, I think one got canceled. I think one. That's why it was the main event because yeah. the actual main event got canceled. Sorry, I think it's disrespectful. I think it should be the main event. No, it is all disrespectful. First fight draw. Second fight, Brandon subbed him. Third fight, Figgy won. Uh, look, I'm not gonna break down either fighter too much. Figgy, super, super powerful uh, for his division. Maybe one of the most powerful in his division all the time. Uh, not only that, he's pretty good on the ground. He's not – I mean, he's better than Brandon on the ground. I'll say that. He's better than Brandon by quite a bit, but he's not the best on the ground compared to – I don't know. I can't think. Other fighters that are good in his weight class on the ground. It's Juan Marcus Sure. Brandon Moreno – is a great technical boxer. Let me do my Brandon Moreno impression. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That is my Brandon Moreno impression. Sorry, audio oh, my listeners. Um, imagine. <laughs> but um, no, he, he's a very technical boxer, has really good kicks, pretty good cardio, good speed. Um, and the first time I ever said it, when I mentioned the dog in him was Brandon Moreno, and he is still... My apotheosis of has that dog in him. He has that dog in him. He does not give up. It does not matter. Brandon Moreno, the Lego champ, will never, ever, ever give up. Mm-hmm. And I th- I just think this first this fight is so psychological because the first fight, you know, Figgy's going in super confident. And he, he probably should have won, but he didn't. Yeah. And then next fight, Brandon has a full training camp. Because the fight before, he, he had, like, five weeks, four weeks. Yeah. Brandon has full training camp. He comes in. Um, Figgy's confidence is dropped. And Brandon looks really, really good. Third fight, Figgy kind of seemed like he figured him out. And he kind of he kind of picked him apart a little. Uh, you know, Moreno's lead leg. And he gets the win by decision. Um, Brandon can't walk into a lot of those shots. He needs to be able to block in Counter-Strike, because Figgy is stronger and more powerful, and you don't want to get caught too many times. You saw it in their last fight, where he kept getting kicked in that laid leg. He couldn't barely move. He kept doing a lot of these, you know, like I was making making fun of him. He's doing a lot of these, and he's just taking shots and shots, and now he can't punch as good because he's getting hit in the arm all the time. And, oh, I think it's so hard. This is a very hard fight to to pick. It's You want to know why it's a hard fight for me to pick because I am a Brandon Moreno fan. I'm a huge Brandon Moreno fan. And that's what makes it hard because when I look at it, all Figgy needs to do is not get in to those striking exchanges with Brandon Moreno because Brandon Moreno will pick him apart. Brandon Moreno is a better striker. Sure. He's not as strong and powerful, but he's faster and he's an overall better striker. He's got, he's kind of got a Piotr Jan style nowadays where he'll, He'll maybe lose the first round, figure out what 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 he wants to do, and he'll be real technical with you. And he's not afraid to march forward and just keep striking. He doesn't give up. He's got that dog in him, like I said. 
But what happens with Figgy is, okay, sure, it's easy for me to say, all he needs to do is not get sucked in, but that's hard for him because he yeah. likes to get sucked in every single time with Brandon. Um, I think maybe if he gets sucked in, he goes for the body lock, tries to get the takedown. I'm going to pick Davidson Figueredo here. It hurts my heart because I love Brandon. I love him. I want Brandon to win. I want to be wrong. I'm betting this weekend for the first time in my entire life. Thank you, Ohio. I will be betting. But I will not be betting on this fight. I am not confident at all. It's a coin flip. I can see the argument on both sides. If Biggie can stay composed, stick to the plan, he should be the better fighter. I think they're very, very close. Like, like Figueroa is better by, like, that much than Brandon, but it's not about that for me. It's all a psychological battle. Brandon needs to come in, stick to his plan, and uh, not get hit too many times. So I'm going to say Figgy. I'm going to say he wins by decision. He'll get most of the rounds. Um, Yeah, Tori, I'm, I'm really eager to – I know that was long. I know I talked a lot. No, no, you're good. Um, But I it, I talked a lot because I'm talking in the doubt. I genuinely don't know who I want to pick. Uh, but I am. I'm gonna stick with Figgy for the podcast. I, you know, you're forcing me to make a decision. I'll pick Davis to figure it out. Who do you have, Tori? Yeah, just yeah. It's it's this it, this fight is. You made a really good point. Um, as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking when you said it was. It's almost all mental. This fight is all mental. They've been in there before with each other. They know what to expect. They know what each other are gonna do. It's all mental. It's mm-hmm. who thinks that they are better that night. And it's who is going to stick to what they know and who's going to excel at that. And I mean, you're going to know he's no joke. This man is, and I just can imagine if he moved up to 135 to how much of a menace, I think he would be a menace up there too. Black belt. He's good everywhere. Like you said, there's not really much breaking down to do. Um, He's very dangerous everywhere. He has improved wrestling. He's good inside the clinch. He has good submissions. But um, the one thing I do have to say about figuring out that could kind of be a concern is, is he drained from the weight cut? And that's what we kind of saw in the second fight. We kind of saw that in the second fight. Because he looks jacked right now. Did you see any pictures of him from today? I have. I've I've seen some pictures, yeah. He He looked jacked. But is that a good thing? Yeah, is he doing it healthily? Is it it good? Is he feeling okay? That's a big point. He looked like he was feeling fine. But, I mean, the weight cut is huge. He's a big dude. Um, Moreno. All I the a couple I have a couple notes from Moreno, but everyone knows him. I have heart in all, all caps. Because he has, this man has heart. He has heart. <laughs> and I just, I just never see, I honestly, I think Figgy might be the better fighter, but I honestly just think Moreno might have it inside his head, if that makes sense. Just, I think he honestly might have that mental toughness that is needed to win this fight because he has such strong heart. He has his whole country behind him because Mexico, the first Mexican born champion, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. You have a whole country behind you, including my grandma. If you guys don't know, my grandma was born and raised in Mexico and Santa Lola. A very thick accent doesn't speak like very, very, like, yeah, well, speaks fluent English, but just because she moved here when she was younger. But anyways, she like is, she's never watched MMA and she saw his post fight interview and was almost in tears seeing that. And he just oh, has I all this support behind him. I hope. Oh, <laughs> like, like wiping down my tears because it's little Viva Mexico. It's just I just think he has it, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if he'll be defending this title because 
I just I don't know if like Pantoja comes up I can see him winning but I just think in this moment right now to end this I think he it sounds bad and I know I'm saying he has his whole country behind him as they're in Brazil but it's true he has like the whole country supporting him and I just I just think I think Moreno can get it done and I don't know how I can't tell you how I just think he has the my biggest thing is I'm not going to break them down as much because I have notes but you know them they fought you three know, times before they know There's each really other. no need yeah they know each other and I honestly, I just, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel it in my bones. I feel it that he is going to win and that he is going to make his country proud. Well, yeah. One thing that Davidson Figueroa said today is he said that he's in Brandon Moreno's head. And in my opinion, I'm not, you know, I'm not a therapist, a psych major. I'm a media study major. However, what I do know is that if you're saying that you're in somebody's head, I think they might be in your head. That's kind yeah. of what I think about that. Uh, something yeah. I do want to mention, Tori, is if you go back, Brandon Moreno's last fight, uh, Kai Car France, he got busted open real good uh, under the eye, big cut. That's still healing. He actually just said that that got busted open in sparring a week ago. And, you know, you think, I don't know who he's sparring a week before a fight, but I can't imagine it was a big blow you know, a week before a fight. And I'm sure yeah. it wasn't somebody as strong as Figgy, who's arguably the strongest in his weight class of all time. So that does worry me that you might see like a, you, we talked about it earlier, like a Nate Diaz scar tissue bust open. And it bothered him in that Kai fight. You kept seeing him, yeah. him on his parry messing with it. You know, it did bother him. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really seen anybody kind of talk about that. It is something I am interested in. I, I do want to mention. That's a good point. Um, yeah. It might not get busted open at all. You might not know what I'm even talking about when you watch a fight on Saturday. However, if it does happen, you heard it here first. I'm not here every day. I'm my man, Alex Henry. I broke that news. Um, but I only say that to try to convince myself that Davis Figueroa has more of a chance. Like I said, Troy, I'm going to be happy if Brandon Moreno wins. I want him to win. I want to be yeah. wrong here. Uh, it's just a very hard fight to pick. I hope you're right. Troy, give me – I've talked a lot – Give me the main event. Give me it good. The main event of the evening. We have not the long-awaited, actually the short-awaited, because this was only announced like a month ago. Mm. Any wait, was that already a month ago? It was, like a, it was like a month ago, yeah. Anyways, crazy. That does not feel like a month ago. No. Moving on. We have Glover Texera versus Jamal Hill for the vacant lightweight champ light heavyweight championship belt um this is i'm very i'm excited for this fight it's gonna it's gonna be awesome um you have texera who's 33 and 8 18 and 3 with knockouts 10 and 1 with submissions four and one in his last five fights his last fight obviously was fight of the year lost to yuri, yuri prohoshka in the championship fight he was winning the fight got caught in the last in the fifth round um he's a bjj black belt we all know glover he is very very skilled on the ground he does have great power in his hands he could be a little bit slower sometimes because just of his age but that's normal but still very very effective he has solid wrestling very good he's a very good transitional grappler slick submission skills good boxing style when he's standing up he has a really good right cross and left hook that are very very powerful into the body um solid gas tank for his age he does push his opponents back with strikes to kind of get them against the cage a little bit. Speed mm-hmm. may be a problem, but that's just, again, with age, you just never know. Mm-hmm. He is 43, but like I said, still fighting for a championship belt. Amazing fighter. And he has very good defensive grappling as well. Not that I don't think Hill's going to be 
on him too much. But you have Jamal Hill, who was 11, 1 and 0, 7 1 knockouts, no submissions, never have been submitted, 4 and 1 in last five fights. His last fight, it was the win against um, Tiago Santos, and it was um, a knockout in the fourth round. He's a southpaw, which also could be kind of tricky for Clover. He has a kickboxing. Mm-hmm striking style he is a brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt so not too bad he is a very very powerful guy he has solid game inside the clinch he has very good counter strikes good kicks and knees very powerful left hand that is definitely something to watch out for a pressure 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 fighter um mixes in good attacks to the body he does have improved wrestling and sometimes kind of my fault is he can hang with his hands low leaving openings for some headshots but this is this fight, ever since it got announced, I still don't know. I I have a question mark because I honestly don't know. It could go either way. If Hill doesn't get it done in the first two rounds, then I'm going to choose Glover. But I think Glover is more well-rounded, and I'm rooting for Glover. I am, truly. And you know what? You know what? I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Glover because I I this fight was really hard for me to pick because you it, it was so soon, and you generally – it's like it, – it really depends. Like, it really, really, really depends on what's going to happen. Is is Jamal going to come out, like, swinging a lot? Or, well, uh, it's just Glover does have more fine route experience. So if it does go past the three rounds, he'll probably have a better shot of winning. It's hard. It's a really hard fight to choose. And I'm going to go Glover. Yeah. I'm going to go. You know what? Should I just say it? I'm going to go Glover by fourth round submission. I like that you just said it, Tori. <laughs> um yeah this is a hard it. fight for me to predict as well it it truly is there's there's a lot of pros and cons pro clover uh back-to-back training camps without a fight you know so that's that's pretty big for him uh yeah. he has that old man strength you talked about his great boxing he throws like a good left hook looks for a double leg takedown very fundamental double leg takedowns fundamental striking like an old old style boxer and he's working with alex now forgot yeah. about that yeah, when he's on the ground too, like his BJJ isn't crazy. You, I talk about a Von Flu. You're not seeing a Von Flu out of Glover. Not my luck. You're gonna see a Von Flu out of Glover on Saturday. But it's like arm triangles and guillotines. He averages two point two takedowns a fight. And honestly, Tori, I mean, yes, his speed has went down. I agree. But at the age of forty three, I think the longer the fight goes, I agree, it goes in Glover's favor. Yeah. And when would you ever say that about a 43-year-old? It just Never. goes to show how good he is. Um, Jamal Hill, I mean, you 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 gave a good breakdown. You say very powerful striker. I would say he's a very, very, very powerful striker. He's just yeah. knocking yeah. everybody out. Yeah. Um, his thing is he's only got 12 pro fights in his career. Um, now, have we seen younger fighters with less fights on their career become champion? in the past year sure have twice you know so so we've seen it and you mentioned that he he's a southpaw and something that you mentioned in the clover breakdown that i i really like that you brought up is that clover likes to back up his opponents into the cage right Mm -hmm. what jamal hill is very good at and especially in a southpaw which will help him is striking while getting walked back he can strike moving forward and he can strike moving backwards. And I think that's going to help him a lot in this fight. Tori, this is a very hard fight for me to pick. G- genuinely is. I, I do have my pick and I, I really agree with you. I'm just going to take the other side. 
I agree that if if Jamal Hill gets it done early, he's going to win. If it goes late, I see you over by submission on the ground. I agree. I'm going to take the Jamal Hill side, though. I think that, I mean, Jamal Hill, he had a short camp. I don't know. That's really tough. It's it's a hard fight to choose, yeah. I I do think Jamal Hill has a good way to win. Uh, If he can defend the takedowns well, um, I think he can knock him out. I mean, Glover's proven that he apparently has a rock chin, but at the age of 43, father time eventually catches up with you. And I know usually when you say that, it's because, you know, father time eventually catches up with you. We've been seeing it. So now it's happening. We haven't seen it, right? So... Mm -hmm. You know, me saying that isn't necessarily the strongest evidence. However, I think there's a chance that we see it on Saturday. But, Tori, the one thing I want to say is no matter who wins this fight, the greatest light heavyweight in the world will not be the champion. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. I think we're waiting. Um, I Jamal Hill said it's something kind of interesting. And he said it's the, it's the younger generation starting to take over because they kind of had these older guys um, – affected by John Jones still kind of hanging around the top mm-hmm. 10 top five and I'm excited because light heavyweight division is not my favorite it's just not not right now no, I don't think it's, it's nobody's not, yeah no there's not too many exciting people we've seen these people before and before and before and so that's why it's true but I'm, I am rooting for Glover for this one one thing I we forgot to talk about this is last weekend and Sean Strickland taking the W yeah, he really did. quick by unanimous decision yeah and like pretty dominantly too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I just I for like mid 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 through breaking those fight mid through like breaking the fights down right when we got the main card I was like no yeah we, we didn't talk about that yeah sorry I just wanted to say it that is really funny because when you look at our channel right now our last two videos is of Sean Strickland's face on the thumbnail. <laughs> so so good for Sean Strickland I guess you also, know honestly far- and I hated on him a lot too and he proved me a little wrong I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I'll admit yeah. it. You proved me a little wrong. Maybe I mean, I was wrong in my pick. Yeah, he yeah. looked he looked pretty good. Yeah, um, and then um, really quick, the Umar Nurmagomedov round one knockout. I mean, I, that was surprising. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a far, far, far harder fight. It was against Barcelos. Yeah, I definitely thought that was going to be a harder fight, but damn. Sorry. No, but, yeah. yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to be yeah, good. Dang. <laughs> but it was it's, crazy. UFC is going to push, push in time. It's time for him to get a push. So I think I think he'll I'm get a, a push. I, I'm a fan of Umar and Magomedov. I like him. I, will I like him. him. I will root for him to be champion. Yep, I like Actually, Umar. Yeah, he's a solid. But anyways, moving on. No, no, no I like him. Uh, Tori, let's close out the podcast uh, with our top five list. We always give a top five at the end of our videos, and today's top five is YouTube fighter channel. So like a, a fighter. Maybe not not even in the UFC, just a fighter in general that has a YouTube channel. Who are your top five? Okay, at number five. People are going to be like, ew, why, Tori, what? Number five, I have Aljamain Sterling because I listen to his podcast every time he releases a new one. And I watch every single one of his videos because I think he is a cool person. And I think he has some good fight knowledge, and I like hearing him talking about fights. He does have good fight knowledge, and I like and I I like him a little more. You know, if you're you're a big fan, you know, I probably have hated on Aljo a few times on this channel, but I met him, and now I like him more because I met him in real life. Yeah, 
he, it was kind of an awkward it was kind of it was kind of an awkward exchange a little bit because we were like Eljo and he was like what we're like Go ahead. yeah you <laughs> know even cool. more awkward story I'll just I'll tell the not your everyday fans if they made it this far they deserve to know I peed next to Aljamain's drawing we yeah. we were urinal brothers so it's kind of a big deal <laughs> it's kind of a connection it's yeah. a connection it drew, it drew two together oh, yeah it really did it really did um so sorry to interrupt your top five but oh, no, um no. That, that's a story that needed to be heard around yeah the they, they deserved it if they made it this far they did at number four i have chael son in i didn't put him higher just because sometimes i don't completely agree with some of the stuff he says but mm-hmm. i love chael son and i like that he makes videos about everything mm-hmm. literally about everything and i love it number three i have izzy adesanya um after fights always what i look for is his reactions or pre-fights his predictions i just think they're entertaining and i like that he cares about the sport as someone so big because i he's one of like the only like really big champions to have um youtube right volk does cooking cooking with volk but he like actually breaks down oh i forgot i forgot volk replace aljo and put volk there sorry aljo yeah i like it but love you volk more or no you know what okay i'm rearranging my list Number five, we have Chael. Number four, we have number four, we have um Volk. And then number three, we have Izzy. Number two, DC. I love DC's videos. And I just really quick, I think it's really cool how he does the three rounds of DC or five rounds of DC, how mm-hmm. he does each like six minute segments on a different topic. And he just does six minutes or five minutes and that's it. Then he's done talking about it. Yeah. I think that's entertaining. And then number one. I don't even know if he's my favorite, but I watch him the absolute most because he makes videos every day and I just think he's funny. Michael Bisping. I love Michael Bisping's channel. I watch it all the time. It's my number one most watched channel on YouTube. And yeah, that, you that's my top five. There's, yeah. There you go. Solid top five. Uh, I have the Megan Anderson show. Oh, I She has a channel that. and it, it's not that big, but she does like fight does breakdowns. Hmm? Does she do games? I think I think she does too. But she she'll do like fight breakdowns like we do on our videos, and her fight breakdowns are really good. Coming from a female fighter who's in the UFC, she knows quite a bit. I like I like listening to those. Uh, Chael Sonnen, I have him at number four. I uh, love Chael's videos. He's very very entertaining. One of the best on the mic of all time. Number three, I have Alexander Volkanovsky. I love his videos. Number two, I have the Last Diobender. Israel Adesanya, love his prediction videos, love his everything videos. His training videos are awesome. Yeah. And number one, we both have different number ones of people that we didn't have on each other's list. I have Sean O'Malley. I love Sean O'Malley's YouTube channel. I like hearing him talk about fights because the way that he talks about fights is the way I talk about fights, but he's a UFC fighter. So it's kind of, I kind of, I think it's kind of cool. I like his training videos. Uh, with uh, Coach Tim as well. So that's going to do it for a stacked episode. UFC 283. I keep wanting to say 73. I don't know why. UFC 283, yeah. Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. I'm very, very excited for uh, all these fights, Tori. I'm excited for the fights that we talked about earlier, too. I just know the year 2022 is going to be big, and we're coming with a video. All the time. 2023. The year 2023. Thank you, Tori. Gonna be a big yeah. year. Can New I say video. something really quick? Say it. I made a TikTok and I said last year was the year of the underdog. This is the year of the comeback. Mm. So 
Cooper and Moreno are coming back, and so is Izzy. Don't know if I mm. want Usman to come back, but so mm. is Israel Adesanya coming back. John yes. Jones coming back. The year of the comeback. I like it. It's happening. I love it. I love it. I love the year of the comeback, especially yeah. Israel. He can come back. He can come back, win, yeah. and beat his Alex Pajeda out of the UFC. I'd be okay with that. Anyway, <laughs> that will do it. We appreciate you guys who stuck around this long, listened to all of our predictions. Make sure, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube, because only like 30% of you guys are even subscribed that are watching this. So good for you. Uh, and if you're an audio only listener, we appreciate you as well. As always, my name is Alex Henry, and I was with Corey Haprel.